You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Welcome to episode 60 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Last week, we talked about some healthy habits for the new year. We talked about meditation, which is so important for our overall well-being. My guest is an expert on this, and hopefully this show helps you on your own path to learn meditation. There is going to be a second part to this, where she creates a special meditation mini just for us. So if you like this show, be sure to check out next week's show too. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes as they come out. Remember, any feedback you have on this show or any other, please do so either by my email, which is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, on the website, or on Facebook. All of those links are always in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Hi, I am here with Shell Hamilton, who is a full-time hypnotherapist, part-time podcaster, and 24-7 solo mom of one teenage son. She has helped thousands of adults, kids, and teens overcome anxiety, release anger and resentment, stop negative thinking, and improve their self-confidence using meditative visualizations and hypnosis for over 15 years. Host of the Meditation Minis podcast, meditation for busy people who want to meditate but just aren't sure they have the time. Shell also sees clients internationally via phone and Skype. Be sure to check out Shell's meditation podcast called Meditation Minis on iTunes and Audio Boom. To connect with her and learn more, visit www.meditationminis.com today, and I will be sure to repeat that contact information again at the end of the show. Shell, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, Melissa, thank you. It's such an honor and a privilege to be with you today. Well, first, I just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your own journey with meditation. Sure. Um, I am not somebody that you would look at and think, oh yeah, she's into meditation. Um, I have adult ADD, uh, technically ADHD, but my hyperactivity comes in the form of a quick mind and lots of fidgeting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I started meditating. I was, I was interested in religions around the world in general as a kid, uh, but then got busy with life. And then when I lived in Los Angeles, gosh, this must have been about 2000 and I want to guess three or so. Um, during my time in Los Angeles, I lived there for nine years. I started sitting proper Buddhist meditation with the Dharma punks. Um, which is a group of, at that time at least, heavily tattooed, camo-wearing, MMA-loving Buddhists. Mm. <laughs> very interesting, very yeah. great. I, I think now they call themselves Against the Stream. Um, and did that for a while, but 
I just, I always found it very challenging because of the way my mind works to try to not think. Like that's what I always thought that meditation was about. And um, I have since learned and discovered that that is not what meditation is really about. Meditation is really more about not being attached to the thoughts, not identifying and knee-jerk reacting emotionally to the random thoughts that we have, mm-hmm. and using whatever process works for you. Um, you know, walking in the forest can be used as a meditation in order to disconnect that knee-jerk reaction to create even just a breath of space between when you want to react and not reacting at all. Once you can create that breath of space in your day-to-day life, now you start to be in control of your mind rather than your mind always being in control of you. Very good. And it's interesting to hear that you have ADD because I would definitely think that that would be really hard for somebody. So now I discovered your podcast just a little while ago, a couple months ago, and I think it's terrific. And each week you tackle a guided meditation on different topics. So just to pull a few from your feed, you've got relaxation meditation, one on creative flow, meditation for happiness, for anger, and so many more. And I love guided meditations, but for the listeners who don't know, can you explain what a guided meditation is and why it's especially helpful for beginners? Absolutely. That's a great question, Melissa. Um, So originally, when I was thinking about doing this, there were a lot of different things that um, I had considered for the podcast. And somebody made the joke that, you know, I should do the silent meditation podcast, which I may still do someday because I think that's really funny. Mm -hmm. It is. (laughs) It would just be dead air. So the guided meditations are one of you know many different forms of meditation. The thing that I love about them, especially for beginners, is that it gives you something to focus your mind on. And with my background as a hypnotherapist, I understand in a very deep way uh, how to speak to your subconscious mind in the language it understands, which is imagery, feelings, and tone of voice. And so by using that with the guided meditations, I really consider what I do personally with the meditation minis kind of a meditation mindset shift experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But guided meditations in general could just be, you know, you're lying in the woods and there's the trees and there's the breeze and there's the the clouds going by and you're feeling so relaxed. The, The work that I do is a little more specific to creating shifts in people. Once you have that guided experience, because it is speaking to your subconscious mind um, in the language it understands best, then later on in the day, it's a lot easier to think about that little balloon floating up in the sky as your worries drift away with it. And it's easier to think about standing on the dock and breathing in a sense of warm relaxation. And so it can bring through the visual Uh, nature of it and the sensory. Not everybody is visual. I personally am more of a get a sense of things kind of person. Um, But to bring that into your day to day for a beginner, now that creates space even when you're not, you know, specifically sitting, listening and meditating. Right. Yeah. And I have found in the past when I try to meditate, even with just music, without a guided meditation, I just 
I have a really hard time with that. So I turn to guided meditations and I still have a hard time. Of course, yours I like a lot better because I love your voice and it's very soothing. And I like the way you, you run the meditations. But let me tell you what my trouble is really is I try for years and every time I try, as soon as I close my eyes, I start feeling really uncomfortable. It's like my eyeballs start to feel weird. And then when I focus <laughs> on my breath, my chest feels weird and I can't keep my body still. And then of course my mind is all over the place. I can't seem to be in my body. And I want to know, is this a common complaint that you hear from people and how can I overcome that? Um, yes, it's totally common. Uh, anytime that we aren't used to, uh, all right, let me rephrase that. We have a tendency to be people who are always doing, doing, doing. And so then to just sit and try to do nothing feels really awkward and uncomfortable. Yes. And we have a tendency then to hyper-focus on all the little things like the way your heart is beating or the way your breath feels or you know the weirdness of your eyes. Um, when I used to sit proper Buddhist meditation for many months when I would sit, and I did not do it daily, I'm not nearly that awesome, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I would have the strangest vibrating feeling across the bridge of my nose through like that sinus cavity there. Yeah. And at first I would fight it. Like it sounds like you probably do. Yes. You think that you shouldn't be feeling it and then it makes it worse, right? Because the more you think about it, then the I'm more focusing it happens. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead what I learned to do, and maybe you can try this as well and anybody else who has these kind of physical things going on is I would just think to myself, Oh, isn't that interesting that I'm feeling that? And that's usually what I feel when I'm sitting and meditating. And so that's just a sign for me that I'm beginning to relax into that place. Okay. And so try to use that language. I I also used to get panic attacks um, and had generalized anxiety for many, many years. I always joke with my clients, the reason why I can help them is because I was probably crazier than they (laughs) have ever been, (laughs) but I'm not crazy anymore. Um, and I say crazy with all the love in my heart. I wasn't actually clinically crazy. I just had a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And we have a tendency to, to amp those negative things up or the things that we perceive as being negative. So when you perceive that your chest is feeling weird or that you can't keep your body still, then you have a tendency, probably I'm guessing, if you're anything like I was, to make a negative judgment about that, which then just makes it worse. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I do. So... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to try that next time. Now, my just say to yourself, it's just interesting. Isn't that interesting that I'm feeling like that? And then one other thing that a lot of people talk about, Melissa, is they talk about getting like little itches. And the way I personally handle those, because I still get those, um, is if I'm sitting there and something is itching for more than a minute, I scratch it. Oh, and otherwise you just, you try to ignore it. Yep. Otherwise I just say, "Mm, that might just be a little distraction. We'll just let that go for a while. And if a minute from now it still itches, then I'm going to reach up and I'm going to itch that sucker. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to accept what I'm feeling from now on and I'm going to move past it. Okay. I'll let you know how that goes. Okay. Now this show is about blended families. 
And one of the problems that many of us face is a high stress level and Mm -hmm. little time for ourselves. And I know that a daily meditation practice can lower our stress levels, but I also know one of the excuses we all make is that we just don't have the time. So what is your advice on how to make the necessary time and how much time do we really need? Yeah, well, everybody's going to be different. Um, I would say that making the time um, to just have a little space mm-hmm. and and maybe don't think of it as meditation. For those of us, again, who have difficulty just being and we, we really only feel comfortable when we're being quote-unquote productive and we're doing, if you were, instead of thinking of it as you know, meditation time, what if you thought of it as a little break in your day to mentally reset so that you can be that better you or even think of it as your own little mental mind training session, whether it be two minutes long or 20 minutes long or 10 minutes long to help you, you know, like we go to the gym or we try to eat healthy food. We do things for ourselves. Well, we also need that mental time as well so that we can better be our best for our families. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now I want to talk about proper practice or methods of meditation, I want you to tell us in detail what type of environment we need to set, how and where to sit. Just basically tell us exactly what we need to know, basically meditation for dummies on how to successfully start a meditation practice. (laughs) This is such a great question. Um, So how to properly meditate. Here's the thing, Melissa. In my experience, and you know, there's going to be people who have different opinions because everybody has opinions. In my experience, there is no proper way to meditate. Um, there are many different kinds of meditation. There's sound meditation. There's uh, staring at a, a wall meditation. There's the guided. There's walking. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do. Um, and rather than focusing on how to make it proper or, or kind of making this list of all the things that we have to do in order to be able to meditate, like I have to have my room and I have to have my incense and I have to have this, that becomes so dogmatic. Mm. And really the best way to, to start and have a practice of reframing things in your mind would be just to start doing it. And you can do that sometimes by listening to um, you know, a couple of pages of an audiobook or listening to two minutes of Pema Chodron, who's a Buddhist nun teacher, speaking. There's a lot of ways that you can kind of do these mini contemplation mm-hmm. meditations. But to get all stuck in the dogma of something proper, uh, I, I think is really keeping us stuck where we are. It's just another excuse, really. You don't need an environment. I once sat in um, the with the Dharma punks. We were in this yoga studio that was on the second floor. I think it was on Melrose or Hollywood. I forget which. Uh, and we're meditating, and there's probably about 40 people in there, and they're very serious about their meditation. And all of a sudden, there's the sound of a jackhammer very loudly, like right in front of the windows downstairs. Just dun, 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 dun. And you could feel the tension like 
palatable tension in the room of people just like, I can't believe this is interrupting my meditation. And, and I found that very humorous. Um, and I was actually kind of smiling to myself about that tension. And finally, Noah addressed it. And he did such a great job. He said something along the lines of, you know, we're all sitting here and and we can hear that jackhammer outside. And you may be thinking to yourself how it's interrupting my meditation practice. But the point of meditating is to sit and to be with what is in the reality of the present moment. And the reality of the present moment is that there's some guy outside working hard to make a paycheck to feed his family. Uh, and and that, the whole room did, did what you just did. The whole room just kind of goes, ah. Yeah. Well, and because all of us have children and they're very noisy as well. And when we're in the house and the kids are running around, it's kind of hard for moms and dads to just ignore that, you know? So yeah, that to me is just the sound of life. And that's what I tell myself. And and I have uh, worked with clients and and had all kinds of noise. I've actually had jackhammers going on while working with clients. And I always just remind them that that is just the sound of life. And as long as it's not a sound that alerts you to an emergency, then it's all good because that's the sound of life. The kids screaming, arguing, just let it go and just breathe in the present moment, whatever it is, without fighting against the reality. Okay. So for my listeners who are not sure about meditation or they're skeptical about the benefits, can you talk a little bit about what it really does for us, both physically and mentally? Yeah. So there's a lot of great studies on uh, the benefits of meditation with you know, physical well-being, um, with you know, depression and high blood pressure and anxiety. Uh, there's some that are a little woo-woo in their research and say that you know, a large group of people meditating can bring down the crime rate in a certain area. Those I, I don't know about. Um, is it possible? Sure, it's possible, but I'm very un-woo-woo. Um, for me, the reason why why I do it is because it helps me just be a better person. It helps me not react as badly as I might typically. You know, the combination of having anxiety and ADD, I have a tendency to react very quickly to situations. Yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes not in a way that I would want to. Um, and so you know, if, if somebody's not sure about the benefits, the first thing I would say is, you know, well, until you actually try something, you don't know for sure about anything. And wouldn't it be nice to be able to create a little space between your desire to react and the action that you choose to take so that in those situations that, you know, in the past you might have said something that you're like, oh, I can't believe I said that that you don't have to say that stuff anymore and that you can feel good about it and feel calm uh, with all of the you know craziness, especially in, in blended families. My, my parents were divorced. We had all kinds of stuff going on back and forth. I um, have a crazy baby daddy story uh, where his parents hated me 
like mm. said I beat my son and you know it was just insane. Oh my. Now they love me. They don't talk to him. And this past summer I went with my son to stay at his grandparents' house in California with his dad's ex-girlfriend and my son's half-brother who is like two years old. And she and I get along great like I'm the big sister. Wow. And all of that is because I learned how to like step back and create that space that meditation taught me that I could make. And that is so useful for parents because we all know that being a parent is the hardest job in the world. And sometimes we don't know what to do or what to say. And sometimes we do overreact or yell at the kids. So I think that that would be really helpful for everybody. Yeah. And I'm not perfect. I mean, I've said stuff to my son. I've thrown pizza at my son once. I was so exhausted and just upset. And I actually... threw a piece of pizza at him and he just looked at me like, you're nuts. The dog is really, really happy about that one. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So we all have children and lots of times in the blended family, children are dealing with a bit more stress than in the traditional home. They might be dealing with stress of divorce, their parents not getting along, dealing with step-parents and step-siblings and an overall chaotic schedule. I'd love to know what you think about children starting a meditation practice and what would be the best way to introduce them to it? That's wonderful. I think that for kids, short guided meditations are going to be the best because they don't have a a long attention span. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely look for some things that are those mental mind shifts, things that allow you to reframe a situation and see it from a different angle. Uh, And I have a lot of kids that actually listen and listen to the meditation minis podcast. I've gotten notes not only from them, but from parents saying this is the best thing that I've ever done for my kid for their anxiety and anger issues. Now, would you, do you have a specific age that they should get started? Um, no, I think eight and up is probably eight a really up. good okay. age. I think below eight, um, the best thing has been shown to be like, uh, stories, okay. uh, stories that show a different way of handling a situation similar to the difficulty that the child is having. Okay. Good. And I'd love to ask you just a few more questions, but these can be very simple answers, sort of a quick lightning round. Is that okay? That sounds great. Okay. Is there a right and wrong way to meditate? In my opinion, absolutely not. Okay. Is anyone capable of meditation? Yes. Although you may need to experiment to find some different styles that work best for you and something that works for you today may be different than what works for you three years from now. Okay. And and you think practice just makes it better? It does. And, and being willing to try different things. You, you can do a walking meditation. There are plenty of people who get into that meditative state running or exercising. Uh, you could do a sound meditation. You could do a spiritual meditation. There's uh, contemplations, all kinds of stuff that you can try. Okay. Is it best to do it in the morning, afternoon, or evening? Wow. I have no idea. I would say do it whenever it fits your schedule the best. Okay. Um, and to, to not be afraid to do it even just for a couple of moments, many times throughout the day. Okay. So it doesn't need to be like a schedule. You could just do it whenever you have that moment. That's good. 
Yes. Okay. What if everything is going perfect in your life? Should you still meditate? Um, I do not see why you wouldn't. It Meditation to me should be like brushing your teeth. You do it because you want your teeth to last. Um, it doesn't always feel like the most amazing thing in the world, but occasionally it does. If we were to meditate expecting it always to feel amazing, that would be like brushing our teeth expecting it always to feel amazing, and we'd probably stop brushing our teeth. Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. Is it okay if my mind wanders during a meditation? Absolutely. Your mind's job is to think. It's not going to stop thinking just because you decide to sit down for a while. Okay. And do you have any resources besides your website, like maybe a book that the listeners can go to for help with meditation? Um, I do not have anything currently like that, although it is on the list. I do have on uh, shellhamilton.com currently, I'm in the process of kind of switching everything over to be under uh, the meditation mini site. I do have an ebook that's still available on shellhamilton.com for free that's called Rewire It, oh, which good. teaches three simple steps to literally rewire your brain from that default negative thinking process to a more positive one. Um, but other than that, I would say just jump on the podcast, listen to a couple of them. If it doesn't work for you, go listen to something else and find something that does work. Great. And last, do you have any final words of advice or encouragement for the listeners? Yeah, you know, sometimes we need a little extra guidance. Um, and so finding somebody that you trust a uh, meditation teacher, possibly, you know, locally, who's maybe doing one of the uh, adult education continu continuing learning programs. I know a lot of rec programs will have like uh, classes and stuff, something like that may be helpful. Um, working with somebody like me on the phone to just make sure that what you're doing is really optimized for where you are in your life right now. Those would be two things that, that could be very helpful. And I would say, just start where you are. <laughs> you know, don't expect that you, you're going to be at some level that you, you're not because you haven't done it before. Expect that you're going to think it may be uncomfortable. There's going to be plenty of times when you think, oh my God, is my time up yet? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's over already. And just go with it. Okay. And you know what I wanted to ask you actually is yeah. your private sessions on Skype, is that basically that's just teaching people what, you know, what to do or do you do, you don't do hypnosis over Skype? Um, yes, I do. Actually, the, the, the meditation podcast does incorporate a lot of hypnotic language in it. Truth oh, wow. is, all guided meditations incorporate hypnotic language. The difference between the guided meditations that I do and more straightforward hypnosis is that with the hypnosis, there are a lot more direct suggestions around somebody's behavior. So the combination is actually very powerful. Okay, great. And... Can you please tell everyone how to find you, Shell? Yes. The best way to find me is just to go to meditationminis.com um, or jump on iTunes and Audio Boom and have a listen. Okay, but and shellhamilton.com is where they can get that little ebook, right? It is. Eventually okay. that will be on the Meditation Mini okay. site. Um, and you can write me uh, relax at meditationminis.com as well. 
Okay, perfect. And I will go ahead and post all of your links in the show notes. And you, you have also been so gracious that you have agreed to make a guided meditation for our listeners about blended families, which I am super excited about. I can't believe you're doing that for us. That is such a gift and a perfect starting point for my listeners who want to dive into this. So next week, we will be releasing that episode for you. Don't forget to check out Shell's podcast, the Meditation Minis podcast, to find dozens of guided meditations. I'm sure, listeners, that you can find something that fills a need. Shell, thank you so much for coming on and creating a special meditation for us. Melissa, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, listeners, did you like the show? Send us some feedback and don't forget to come back next week to download your special guided meditation. Let me know how your meditation journey goes and I'm going to do it too. Have a fantastic week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.